Welcome to Humans and Their Natural Habitat. I'm Whitney. I'm Whitney. Oh, then I must be Carly. And today we interviewed some really cool vet techs and we talked about all of the awesome things that they do to help our dogs feel, and cats, feel more comfortable. And their names are Tatiana and Shantae. Yes. Tatiana, I, you know, I have a special place in my heart for that name. I know you heard us say Tati no bites throughout the episode, and I feel like I need to explain that because you, you probably are lost, our five fans. So Tatiana was the name of a bat that I took care of that stole my heart and made me love bats even more and more and more. And of course, Tatiana has the same name. And one thing I used to tell Tati uh, when I worked with her, the bat, not the human, is no bites when I did her nail trim. She bit anyway, and human Tatiana does too. Yeah, she does. It's a pretty fitting name. I mean, in a good way. I would let her bite me. Weird. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, yeah. Anything new with you you want to share? You've been to the vet lately? (laughs) Yeah, I go there once a week because uh, I know we've mentioned previously that we're poor. Well, that's not just a joke. So, I have a second job. I work with the lovely Tatiana and Shantae at the vet clinic that we all work at together. They are wonderful, wonderful technicians that I trust with my doggo and that Carly trusts with her dog, which really speaks to them as humans because she doesn't trust many people with Turtle. That's correct. And Knox did really great making them feel comfortable during the whole interview uh, by being their support dog. Yeah, he was very thoughtful on allowing them to remain on the couch with him as long as the two of them shared one cushion so he could have the other one. He's sitting here crying. I think he wants to go home. He does. But I really think the main moral of today's episode is be nice to your vet techs because they care and it hurts their feelings when you yell at them. Yeah, they're, they're really stressed out. So you screaming at them is not going to help at all either person and I think another big takeaway for anyone that might stumble across this years from now is that uh being a vet tech actually does mean working with humans quite a bit more than you would realize oh Knox farted Knox farted oh god oh oh no oh oh I'm sorry that was really raunchy like he farted and then he got up and left maybe that's why he was crying he had to get a fart out Damn. Who? What were you eating, buddy? What's wrong with eating you? <laughs> you know what he was eating. He gave him that whipped cream. Oh, God. Whipped cream. Stop giving him whipped cream. <laughs> well, we also discussed pit bulls and their predilection to have allergies. Well, Knox um, has lots of allergies. He has food allergies. He has seasonal allergies. He has skin allergies. And apparently whipped cream is the latest one he's developed. He's also allergic to fish, chicken, and beef. He's also allergic to having a good attitude. <laughs> that was uncalled for. And that's why he farted by you. <laughs> he's a poutopotamus and you know it. You're my poor pity. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that that is about it. Thanks again for listening, Dusty. We really appreciate it. And Zach with a CH, all caps. All caps. Alrighty, I guess uh, enjoy.
Hey, this is Whitney, just quickly jumping in with a disclaimer. As always, the opinions expressed by ourselves and our guests belong to us and us alone. They do not reflect any of the opinions of our current or previous institutions and places of employment. Thanks so much for listening and on to the episode. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Oh, that was beautiful. So today we have two amazing vet techs, Tatiana. Hello. With the wonderful singing voice. <laughs> no. And Shantae. Hi. And Whitney's here too. I'm here. Yay. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about what's it like being a vet tech. Basically, a nurse for your pets. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Whitney's on board. They are the nurse for both of our pets. Both Nob <laughs> and Turtle have been well taken care of by these lovely ladies. Who's better behaved? Ooh, it's going to be... I'm sorry, it's sad we had to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it's Turtle, turtle. just because Nox turtle gets, gets so excited. Yeah, mm-hmm. Turtle gets And Turtle's excited. more just like, yo, when are we done? Can I leave? <laughs> Can I leave? Yeah, and Turtle's like, like, I'm going to kiss you, and I'm going to kiss you. And that's Nox. Nox. Nox is licking everybody, everybody in the back. He doesn't focus. But Nox's first home was at the vet clinic. That's where he lived before I adopted him. Well, that's true, yeah, you say that. So, so he, he has, has been, been there longer than either of you. Facts. That is, yeah. Yeah. But he's, he is a good patient. He's, he's great. great. He's he very is. different. They're very different personalities. Right. Nox doesn't mind being. Nox is right bubbly and turtles dark and twisty. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that time that you petted Tatiana, a Doberman puppy, in front of him? Oh, my God. What? He, he was so mad at me. How dare you? Uh, yeah, I, I think, think I have that on video somewhere. Yeah, he proceeded to go sit in the corner facing <laughs> the wall while Tatiana petted a puppy right in front of him. And then as soon as the puppy left, he got on her lap in the rolling chair. And they just spun in circles. Yeah. He gave me a really dirty look. Like, he literally looked back and gave me the probably meanest look I think a dog has ever given me. Yeah while I was holding that puppy. Well, there's one thing you don't do to Knox, and that is give another dog more attention. And I respect that in the same yeah. way. I don't share anything. No. He's very emotional. So, wears his heart on his sleeve. So, yeah. yeah. And he does have sleeves because he wears GMEs. Yeah, Turtle's <laughs> awkward, but she has more emotional intelligence, I believe. She's a little more emotionally mature. Yeah. It's <laughs> fair. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, let's, let's take it back. So you two have known each other a long time. You went yeah. to school together, right? Yes, yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. Did you go to school to be vet techs? So, so I continued, continued with, with the second, second year of schooling, and she went into the. I mean, we both were already in the field, but she proceeded through Banfield at the time. Right. Yeah, I got hired at my extern site, so I didn't get to go back and finish tech school. So they weren't as great as working around with the schedule. Yeah. But yeah, you got to go through and complete the tech program. Yeah, I ended up quitting my job, you know, being a single mom and working full time and doing school. I, I, I think I bit off more than I could chew. So I was like, I'm just gonna go ahead and sidestep this job real quick, <laughs> focus on school. So what is the difference between a certified tech and one that's not certified? So I'm not certified, I didn't sit for my boards. Um, so pretty much, it's just like- It comes down to taking your board exam. Yeah, it comes down not- Pay is different, and I don't have a CBT after my name. Okay. So you're just more qualified to do different things, but honestly, in the vet field, depending on the state, you get to do just about anything. Yeah, some states are a little bit more strict as about what you can do 
versus what you can't. Versus what you can't, whether yeah. you're certified or not. Our state's a little more lenient on that. Absolutely. So like in California, if I was to go be a tech, I would be actually treated as an assistant because I'm not certified. So they would let me do like dentals or anything along those lines. Even though you finished the whole tech school, you just never took your board exam. But here in our state, basically they substitute like on the job training as equivalent. But you guys both did go to school. Yeah. Yeah. And for a couple years, you didn't even have to be certified to do a lot of the things that CDTs do now. Yeah. You could be grandfathered in to take the board, mm-hmm. so it's no longer yeah, available anymore. You have to go through the schooling. That's what my aunt did. She was at that tech for like 35 years, but yeah, she never took the board exam because it was it's ex- obviously 35 years she's old. So. <laughs> yeah. for, when, when we went, went to school, it was like $500 to sit at the time when I finished my tech program. Just, for the just to sit, and I have terrible test anxiety, so I was like, <laughs> as a single mom, Mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw, throw away 500 because I wasn't, wasn't confident, confident enough in myself to take the test. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to risk taking it and then losing that amount of money because that's money I was not able to really spare. That's <laughs> interesting. It's not included as part of your school. school. Like, like if you're, you're paying, paying tuition mm-hmm. and yeah. you're going through multiple years awesome. of schooling yeah. to so then be like, hey, yeah. So some it. jobs will pay for you. So mm-hmm. you'll have virtue if you pass. So like a big... Um, so Banfield, who I don't work for anymore, but they're a big corporate vet med place. If you take the exam and you pass, they'll reimburse you that money. Um, and then you would also get like an allowance for CEs mm-hmm. through them, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So it's for, to, you're required to take CE credits mm-hmm. to, as a technician, um, the certified to maintain your certification. Mm-hmm. And CE is continuing education? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know... Nowadays, they're a lot better with people that do have test anxiety. Because I know, like, like me being dyslexic and test anxiety, I had a teacher say, I'll stay as long as you want to. Um, but I think nowadays they're more required that if someone does have a, an issue with that, then they will allow it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully make it better. We'll see, yeah. I, I definitely, um, that was, God, 2014, 2015. Yeah. So, hmm. <laughs> I'd have to rebrush up. I mean, I, I know what I know, yeah. but because we're in, in Arizona, Arizona they, they do have a lot of large animal questions. questions and, oh. yeah, so I, don't, I don't do large animal. I remember I originally went into the field because horses, I was just so enamored by them. And then I learned about them. I was like, I'm going to look at a horse wrong. I'm going to call it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, well, I, that, that wasn't was directed at you. That was directed on anyone. Yeah, no. Well, especially with the pandemic. There's yeah. a lot of accommodations that they're making in this moment mm-hmm. which is pretty incredible i don't know how it adapted as far as like the cost or how they're taking the test because it was on site mm-hmm. so yeah how would you go into a testing center with, with a bunch, bunch of other, other people, people right yeah. now yeah, yeah. Huh, now's the time to take it right? yeah <laughs> i know Do it now. yeah Bray's pushing me to take it so yeah let's see tough. But it's a lot, I feel like a lot of standardized, standardized tests, I mean, I'm not a tech, like, I don't know what that test is like, Just but I see a lot of it, yeah, seems like things uh, you might not actually be using regularly. Right, so oh, yeah. probably, <laughs> if we were to take the test, we probably wouldn't use solid, confidently could say we probably wouldn't use a solid 60% of it. Most of it is large animal and then state regulations. 
That's a separate test. Yeah. The state one. Because oh, each state two. has their own exam. So you don't have to be certified, certified in each state. state. So, so if we were to move, move we have to go take a test in a different state. Yeah. And pharmacy is like that too, the pharmacy test. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it just seems like it would make more sense for a hands-on field to have like a practical. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, that's, that's just college. college. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't care what you learn. They want to know you have the ability to To do learn. your To job. recall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's not even to learn. It's to memorize. Wait. You, you can just memorize? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. I know, right? <laughs> what? That's not my... Uh, Do you remember everything? Yeah. Everything. Ever. I've ever <laughs> been told. Every test you've ever taken. I must be nice. I'm here like Dory, just no. swimming around. <laughs> yeah. I, don't I don't remember what happened last week. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even remember what happened when we recorded our intro earlier today. No, me either. Tatiana called you during it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. yeah. Tatiana was the one that called. What is that? Like, my second offense? <laughs> they don't know about the other one. Oh, okay. That oh. got edited out. No. I'm good. Yeah, but another oh, thing with right, the... Shark. Oh. Stop calling me. Sorry, I'm obsessed. Because we have the same days off. Yeah. But yeah, to reel us back in, it's what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's good. Um, we're scattering. <laughs> it is tough. There is a lot of debate about being a certified tech versus not. And some people get a little offended if you call yourself a technician, if you're not certified. Facts. So, so yeah, there's, there's some, some tension, tension in the field in regards to that if you're like online on like Facebook pages with other technicians and stuff. Yeah, I know your face Carly oh, says it all. Yeah, it's pretty we're silly. making that face because I I learn more on the job and hands on exactly. than I will ever learn from filling in bubbles and like because you're memorizing. You were a tech. <laughs> Quotation. But you were yes, no, I, I did. Um, in Florida, they don't require you to be certified either. Right. It was yeah. more, and you know, my employer was also like, I'm not teaching anything, you just do it. Mm -hmm. like, I'm yeah. like, but I need help. Yeah, they throw you in a lot of sink. Oh, yeah, you store sink for yeah. sure. And the thing is, is like, I, I, me personally, would trust my pets with Tatiana, who's been doing this for a long time. Versus a new technician who just passed her exams, who has no in-clinic experience. There's a difference between being book smart and actually knowing how to apply your skill. Especially yeah. in the animal world, because some people don't have animal sense. And no. it's really important to be able to read, especially, you know, dogs and cats. And, and everybody's different, just like with humans, you know, yeah. we all have different personalities. Dogs are the same way. People overlook that because we can't communicate with them on the way in a way we can here sitting here today, mm -hmm. yeah. but it's it's definitely overlooked. A lot of signs can be can be missed when just their body language is off. And people tend to over restrain or oh yeah, you know. Well, even just within well. like the clinic, you know, who the like the techs with, that are good with cats versus mm -hmm. like techs who shouldn't be handling fractious cats. Oh, fractious cats. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. but Shantae is really good at getting blood. Yes. I feel like everyone comes to you <laughs> when they need to get that blood on an animal. Yeah. And so is Tatiana. Mm, yes. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> I was just, anyone that knows Carly, which is everyone listening because you're our friends, she's psycho about Turtle. Okay, first of all, she's, she's just very, she, she cares. Like, it's important. But and this is her, this is her child. If I was to go to the ER with my my fur children, 
you then I'm crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's overlooked a lot of times. People are like, it's just a dog, it's just a cat. It's not, though. People don't understand the bond that we create with these four-legged creatures, you know? Yeah. Like What I was really going to say is, it just says how good you guys are that Carly trusts you guys with Turtle. Because <laughs> I she will trust anybody with Turtle. And I remember the first time oh, I met Carly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, drop it. Drop it And I was... Like very intimidated by her because I was like, "Oh, this is one of those pet moms." <laughs> You're right. I need to be careful. <laughs> she got kill me. Yeah, like this dog better walk out of here with every single toe she has, or yeah. I will be done with. <laughs> All hair in place. Yeah, <laughs> not a single hair out of place. But like the thing is, though, she is still nice, Carly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's there are people who are just mean but yeah, they don't no. even know what they're why they're mean yeah. they're not educated Carly's yeah. educated so that's the difference that's different. Exactly. and that's why I think it's so relatable mm -hmm. because when you call I don't I think I've sent Turtle's records to almost everybody in town okay well Turtle had that <laughs> um, Turtle goes to a lot of specialists she does she does and she also had a issue a couple of years ago where no one could figure out what was wrong I remember. and no one was really listening to me mm -hmm. and it was getting really frustrating and what I'm saying is I just remember sending them out to every yeah. place and thinking like she's so passionate about taking care of her pet like, like if, if it, it came down to I mean when Avondre was a baby I had to take him to the ER regularly because of his asthma yeah and I was doing whatever it took. I was calling places. I was, you know, so I was the same way. Yeah. But because it's with my actual offspring that I physically <laughs> push out of my body, people are like, oh, okay. But be yeah. with dogs, but people are dog, they don't... so quick to overlook yeah. it. Or they'll talk about people. And I'm like, listen, you better watch what you're saying because I'm not going to sit here and let you talk about anybody. Yeah. Because this is her baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's a fine line. Like, you care a lot about turtle and you do what she needs and she, you, you make sure she gets the best care but you're also very respectful of yeah us. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm you're never mean and I'm, I may be slightly pushy mm -hmm. but I, I'm kind if exactly. you talk to somebody who is capable of understanding mm -hmm. a question yeah. there's no issue yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but there's, there's sometimes people who struggle, struggle. Yeah. yeah and, and that's, that's a big thing <clears throat> that we can talk about for yeah. vet, the veterinary field is how people treat us. And mm -hmm. so that's the point. Like, yeah, when I first met her, I was like, oh, she's intense. But then I was like, told, oh, well, you know, she has experience in the field. Like, she knows, oh, okay. And then it all made sense. Right. I'm intense, but, but always you nice. nice. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah, the she thing. Brings us you're always nice. Here, sorry I got a little bit out of hand. <laughs> Have some trust that's food. Sorry Eat I your called, feelings away. Sorry I called 10 times, but I feel like that's the takeaway bring donuts to your next appointment if you want the text to you want those meds filled in a couple hours you bring some donuts with you bagels it's, we don't take much to be you know happy well, just say, say thank you yeah, like i'm always appreciate when you guys do yeah. go out of your way to try to get an appointment because you know i'm panic because yeah, yeah. and anytime i get a, a panic like if i'm if i have to be in the front and i get an owner that's panicked Sometimes I have to just kind of pull back and be like, okay, if I was in this situation, how would I want someone to be there for me? So then I try to move that way. Sometimes yeah. it's hard because as a human, we have our own battles. Right. So it, it is hard. And so I'm not a vet tech. I've never been a vet tech. But I work with these ladies because we've discussed zookeepers don't make a lot of money. Vet techs don't make enough money. It's a labor of love. And when people are like, oh, you're like a nurse or when a nurse comes in, I'm a nurse. Cool. 
I'm a radiologist, I'm a dentist, mm -hmm. I'm a hygienist, I'm a anesthesiologist. <laughs> I'm a, so while you know one species, mm -hmm. we know several. Right. And so different parts yeah. of You're taking a blood on a curly vein dachshund leg one day, and a great vein another day, yeah. or the same day. Or having to do a dental on like a geriatric chihuahua with a heart murmur. Yeah. <laughs> and then Stressful. we also have to make sure we clean those teeth well and make sure we yeah. It's all while, labor of love. While you have people questioning you on why it's so expensive. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's an animal. Why, why is it this expensive? Right. It's not a human. Yeah. yeah. Okay. People it, forget the insurance thing. Right. Right. As humans, we have, we have insurance that helps offset, offset our medical costs. But for our pets, we don't have that. And anesthesia is expensive. I mean, it's like a super light gas, but that crap is not cheap. And all mm -hmm. the stuff you're talking about, all the equipment to buy. So flooring is not yeah. expensive. Yeah. It's, it's expensive to buy. Yeah. So you do the order, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, yeah. I feel like it's a lot nicer to have someone like passionate and cares about their animal and might be a little intense than someone that's like, oh, I'm not paying that. Yeah, it is. The animal needs yeah. it. We have clients that we interact with that we struggle with because their dog is really unwell and they're chronically coming in and their owners are upset with us because we're just not identifying the problem and it's like with all due respect you're not allowing us to run the necessary diagnostics to treat your pet to identify the problem so while you're sitting here pointing the finger at us we're being held back and our job is we take an oath to protect your pet and do what's best for your pet and if the owners are non-compliant it really puts us in a hard space emotionally this emo this job is emotionally taxing and me and Shantae we're the biggest crybabies at work this is true so, we were talking about on the way here like when I worked at another location um, I ran the surgery part of it it was a high volume spay and neuter clinic so I um I see every single pet as somebody else's world. So I take it so heavy. And she's like, that's too much weight to put on yourself. And it's like, but to me, I can make or break somebody's day by just being careless. Yeah. And I take it so seriously. I think that's why I am no longer vet tech. After, I started crying 14-hour days, crying mm -hmm. every day for some reason. Whether it was just like, because you feel every patient that comes in for euthanasia. And, yeah, you know, like, and that's, that's why I feel like the best caregivers are the ones that can take that on, that yeah. aren't empathetic. And, but it also makes it really hard for them. It does. Yeah. But it's also very rewarding. Yes, that's what we can't forget. Yeah. Our, Yes, yeah, so and we'll get into some stories for sure. <laughs> but I would like to talk about how you guys started. You know, like when you were knee high to a duck, what what animals did you love? Oh Why did you? How, <laughs> Everything. How did the path to vet tech world? Like, how did you take that path? It all started for me in second grade when I found a stray cat at school, <laughs> snuck it into the classroom. Put it in my desk and fed it Cheerios. <laughs> and I fully was intending to like t take this cat home. I was like, oh, I'm saving this straight kid. Oh, And the teacher found out, and he grabbed the cat and just like chucked it out the door. Oh no! And that's when I knew I am going to help animals from here on out. Like, how dare this man? Yeah, right. It was awful. He had a heart attack. But that's what started it for me. And to my mom, always we always had animals. She never hindered us if I wanted a hamster she's like all right let's go get that hamster you know you so she yeah she indulged in that because she also loved animals too so I got to have whatever little animal I wanted within reason <laughs> so I never got my armadillo or my 
Yeah, Raven. I understand. Yeah, I understand. Poe, I became obsessed with Ravens. Yeah, never more. That's very like with your aesthetic, also. Yeah, I'm just seeing. For me, I was. My mom told me the very first longest sentence I said to her, which you know I question, you know, because she tends to have a fuzzy memory, was to become a veterinary technician, which I did know. I wanted to have twin boys and be a vet tech. And I told her at six I was gonna be single mom. So I really spoke my life. Wow! Yeah, you I should have manifested that a little bit better with money. I should have been like, I'm gonna be a rich trophy wife. Yes. I was proud of her. Anyway, so who has a farm? Yeah, hey, that can still happen. So, yeah, I'm still somewhat young enough. You're still you cute, gorgeous. Mm. Anyways, she's so, really pretty. She's like so pretty. So pretty. for me, I um, my mom was not as open to having pets. Um, so my dad, I, you know, my parents were together, so I definitely, when I did see my dad, um, use that to my advantage. I brought home everything, yeah. frogs, um, pigeons, um, I worked at the Habitat at my school for, you know, just free time. Um, my mom told me I asked for a hamster one year, and she said, absolutely not. And in third grade, my friend Lily, um, asked me, well, what do you love for your birthday? And I was like, no, no, my damn mom wasn't allowed to have a hamster. <laughs> yeah. But I knew if it was a gift, my mom couldn't say no. Smart. Oh, that'd be rude. Oh, yeah, that would be so rude. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I got her my birthday, third grade. And as soon as I opened it, I named him Zippity. The love test. That's cute. My mom gave me the look that all brown children fear. Yes. I, I live to, to see today. today. So, so Zippity was, was an amazing little guy. Yeah. Loved him. I uh, brought home geckos. And if they were dying, I was devastated because I didn't know how to help them. And I'd cry. Um, I brought home everything. It, it drove, drove my, my mom to So then she ended up, I met some woman who actually ran a full rescue with birds and everything outside of her home. She did all wildlife, prairie dogs. Um, yeah, prairie dogs, she had birds. Um, I don't even remember everything, but I just remember walking to her house and it was just like, Eliza Thornberry, you know, like everything. Nice. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I was just, here we are. Did, did you have hamsters, Whitney? Um, my high school boyfriend and I went and bought a hamster from PetSmart and named it Thunder Hamster. And it lived at his house because I had a dachshund. And my mom said I wasn't allowed to have any small things like that because the dachshund would kill it. She was right. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I had hamsters when I was growing up, so I figured, like, is that, like, a late 80s, early 90s? I don't know, because I had hamsters, I had dribbles, yeah. I had, I mean, I, anything I could get my hands on. I actually got detention in fourth or fifth grade because I brought my guinea pigs to school. Oh, I had a guinea pig, too, as a yeah, child. I had three, and I love, I love guinea, guinea pigs. I had mice. I had lots of hamsters, that's it. Like, she kept, my mom kept buying Just hamsters. I think my favorite small animal um, pocket pet was my guinea pig, Precious, and then my, I had a rat named Caramel. Rats are the best. But she was like a puppy. She was trained. Like, you could call yeah. her, she would play fetch. Yeah. My dad was just like, so blown away by her. She ended up, you know, getting cancer and passing. What but most rats do. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I, was I had it for like a solid two years. Rats, I don't, I don't think, think people realize, are such great pets. They're, they're so smart. They're, they're smart. smart. So it's like a tiny pocket puppy. Yeah, they're, they're better than mean. hamsters. Yeah, they're way, way better than, than hamsters. hamsters. They don't bite. Yeah. They don't hamsters bite so much. And the, the reason, reason I have so many hamsters is that I also had cats. <gasps> yeah, no, it was bad. Okay. It was just yeah. really bad. But yeah, rats are great. Rats are great. Them. I've had two sets of rats 
the first two, it was Cletus and Virgil. Oh, oh my God. They were like, yeah, they were like my southern gay couple rats. <laughs> and Love they that. were so great. And then the last two I had, uh, they were Buttons and Thimble. Oh, I like those names. Yeah. Those are really good those names. Those are great names. Yeah. R.I.P. guys. No. They're such good little pets. They really are. I always tell people that want dog or an exotic pick, can you just start with, you know, a fish or actually a rat or even a Madagascar, I see cockroach first, oh God, and then no. realize, like, <laughs> can you take care Turf of this yeah. and go from there? The hissing cockroaches are probably the ones I can No, I can't do it. They can't fly. They freak, I don't care. They're they, I just, I, I just struggle. Like, I don't have a fear of, like, I can do spiders, I can do snakes, I can, something about roaches, I just cannot get, get over it. it. You're not the only one. My, my friend actually pulled over on the side of the highway in a panic and called her boyfriend who said, get back in the car. And she said, should I call 911? There's a roach oh. in my car. So it's not that extreme oh. for me, but it's still pretty bad. It's like bad. I remember being well, in high school and going on a run with my papa bear and there was like a roach that came across and I jumped on my dad's back like a spider monkey out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that was not, today's the day. They are disgusting and they're just gross. I just I'm have a, a respect where I they like can them. just, you know, stay, stay on, on your side, side of the fence. fence. Yeah. There was this one time at work, our extern opened up the autoclave and there was like a huge super I remember that. Inside of the autoclave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's what, what happens when you work near a wash, unfortunately. Yeah. Wash. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't go through a cycle, so it wasn't sterilized. Oh, it was a lie. It was a lie. I mean, let's be honest, it's a roach, it would have survived. Probably. Yeah. That's all that's going to be left behind. This world is just roaches. You're not wrong. No, Alex. Don't mind us. He's feeling very neglected. Because typically when he's around us, we're giving him our full undivided attention and he's not getting any. I think he wants on the couch. Too. We told him he can sit. I have left a whole side here for him. This is why we're all snuggled up over the here. The thing is, just... I don't enjoy his tongue on my face. <laughs> it's just a constant. I think he needs to learn about no consent. Chill. He is giving consent <laughs> to lick our faces. Yes, he is giving it, or yeah. he's asking for no, it. No, he doesn't have to ask. consent. He, no, Avi, hey, you better take it. You know, I guess it's the only like, thing I'm gonna get to a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty unapproachable. No. 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 It's okay, Max. Max is a good boyfriend. He is. No, he has he's, a lot of girlfriends. He's though. a whore. He is Not, a whore. He is. Whore. He's the biggest whore. He's a taker. Mm -hmm. He only cares about numero uno. Well, no, you don't he, get constant attention from multiple women. He's like, why should I settle for one? Yeah, and it's been fair. like this his entire. Well, his entire life post. I can't being imagine found. who's enabled that behavior. I don't know. It's weird. Carly, we should probably reel it in. And Whitney, can you get close to the mic? You're not spiking high enough. You know what? Oh, yeah. Give me back. Give me back. Give me back. So vet teching. <laughs> yeah, vet teching's great. All right, so you both started. Like, you know, I find it really funny how um, our parents' fears manifest. Like, like a lot of times. When a parent has a fear of something, the child ends up having a fear. Yes. Or if a parent's like no animals, and the child ends up having no animals. Or it's like you and I, where it's like opposite. My my mom terrified of bats. 
her whole life. There have been several instances where bats got into the house and she's brought up panic, ran out of the house. I remember these these days. Laws of attraction. And you know what? My favorite animal is one of them. Bats. They're yeah. well, so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Tati. Tati no bites. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's funny how like your mom's yeah. like no pets and you're like no love pets. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna yeah. work with animals. So. Do you, are your parents afraid of any particular animals? Like a lot of people, I feel like are afraid of certain types of dogs. Mm. So my my family's not afraid of anything. But for my mom, I think the reason why she didn't want pets is because it would hold her down yeah. and into, into one, one place. place. And she, she has, has a gypsy soul. Mm -hmm. So we were going, you know, out, you know, on little camping trips every weekend. So for her, she didn't want to stop mm -hmm. having that. <laughs> Carly just fell backwards no, off of a very gracefully. Oh, don't push me. <laughs> I saw it happen. That's a pretty. That's pretty. Turtle away like nothing. Yeah, she saw nothing. You lock her out of that bedroom. That's what you get. Turtle also wants me to shut up. Yeah, I don't think my family's scared of any animals. No, my, my dad, dad takes in everything. But no, 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 no. But then who's like sitting there dressing the dog? Yeah. Yeah. But you also like lived in different countries when you were younger, right? Um, so, I was, yeah, I was born in Germany, so I lived there briefly, and then came to the United States, and then my mom wanted us to know our grandparents, so I lived in Ecuador briefly, which was the absolute best. I had, like, a pet goat named Stitch, and he was my favorite. Goats are amazing. I think we had, like, 30 quid, which is guinea pig. Um, we had, like, a guinea pig farm there. So, like, as a child who's obsessed with everything with fur on it, I was living my best life. I had mm -hmm. ducks. I had hamsters. We had a little baby monkey briefly. Like, it was... I didn't want to come back to the States when I had to because my mom was here. Have you ever eaten guinea pig? Because they I do eat Peru. Peru. They do it for as well. So that's why I was fine. When I learned that, I was very disappointed with <gasps> my family. Oh, oh they, they had a baby. But... They, they like more. Yeah, the baby queen was so cute. Was like, oh, God, you have so many cute... And they're like... Actually, that Chris told this story. But the reason I know this is Chris came back from Peru, I believe, mm -hmm. and he said he he's willing to eat try anything. And he they offered him guinea pig, and he's like, okay, fine, you know, I'm gonna try it. But then they came around with this live box of guinea pigs to have him pick yeah, up like you lobster, and he's like, he passed. He could not. Yeah. He could not be like, I will eat that cute little thing making cute little noises at me. It, I, it was too much. I hear they taste like chicken. So I wouldn't try it. I'm like everything else. I had a little bunny as well in Ecuador named Mapitas. She was beautiful. And um, my brother had a, like, she looked like a little pocket German shepherd named Rina. She was so pretty. Well, she scared my bunny. You know how easily frightening that she died. Heart attack. Um, heart attack. So my abuelita and my abuelita were like, you know, food to waste. You know, when you're in a third world country, you eat everything. So they cooked my bunny, Barbitas, and I just remember seeing it on a plate, and she, bless her, my abuelita's heart, she tried to lie to me. She's a terrible liar, by the way, which is why I think I'm so bad at it. And she tried to tell me, it's chicken, nomás come, come, come. I'm like, what is it? And then the Nico was like, is, is that Barbitas? No, 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 it's, it's pollo, it's pollo, come. I'm not eating my rabbit. <laughs> it was my bunny. She tried to feed me, and I went on strike. So, my so I've never eaten uh, anything outside of a chicken or cow. 
Yeah, I've, I get down with some cow. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, we used to go like fishing sometimes, and the first time my dad took me, we caught this fish, and I was like, I'm gonna keep this fish. This is gonna be my pet Your fish. Yeah. yeah, we were visiting our family in West Virginia, and like we were gonna take this thing home multiple states, because that is my new fish. Same thing happened. They ate my fish. I ate my fish, because they didn't tell me. Oh, and no. the next morning, he tried to replace that fish. Mm. Like, like I wasn't gonna notice. That was a different damn fish. Wow. Okay, so I have one of those stories too. Parents are horrible. That's <laughs> bad. That's so, the reason for all my trauma. We would, uh, as a child, go to feed us our pets. <laughs> oh, I have one of those stories too. Oh my god! Oh, we'll get you your own table. Yeah, let's do your own table. So we would go to Tennessee camping, and we'd meet up with family friends from New Orleans. And the one day, the the one trip we went, and me and my sister are finding all these crawfish. And so we brought back a bucket of these crawfish, and we showed um, our fam our friends uh, from New Orleans, and said, oh, look what we found. And Mr. Rom is, is his name. And he, he was like, oh, wow, how many are in that stream? And we're like, oh, there's tons. Well, you bring back as many as you can, girls. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, these are my new pets. I get all these little crawfish, and I love them. I'm so excited. We brought back one bucket, and we went for another bucket. And then when I brought back the second bucket, I saw them on the grill. Oh, no. I saw them on the grill, and I burst into tears. Oh, my God. I ran into the trailer, the, the, the camper we were staying in. And I cried all night, refused to come out for dinner, refused to come out the next morning. And then my dad felt so bad for me. The little raccoon stuffed animal, animal kind of thing, a dollywood that I wanted every year we went, he finally bought it for me because I was traumatized. Yeah, you were crushed. Yeah, and you know what? They suck the brains out of those damn things. The brains. My abuelito brought, I remember when we were living in Ecuador, uh, they brought out like a plate of food and it was a full fish. Like, you know, in America, you don't get the full mm -hmm. outside fish. And they like, did the same thing, they like sucked the eyeballs out. And I just remember being like, oh my god, this is my life. Fonte, <laughs> <laughs> what is your family? So we used to live somewhere outside of Phoenix, so everyone had like big yards, acres, which like large animals. animals. And the few people behind, behind us, I would go and like house it for them when they left. And they had a beautiful brown cow. As oh, no. pet. I know. Oh, and this is, and I enjoy eating cows. But I got very attached to this cow, cow and she, she loved me. If I was in the backyard, she'd get excited. We had a connection, me and this cow. And then my dad was like, oh, you know, just so you know, they're going to be taking her to the slaughterhouse. And I was like, ugh, well, that's sad. I was obviously very sad about it. I didn't realize the neighbors were going to be neighborly and share some of the meat. Uh, and my dad made a pot roast one day. Oh, no, and he, I didn't know. As I'm biting, he's like, oh, did you like the pot roast? I'm like, yeah, it's really good. And he's like, "That's that was their cow. And I literally got it. Yeah, that, and I was like, why didn't you tell me? Like, you knew I wouldn't want to eat this. Like That's why he didn't tell you. That's why I didn't tell you. And I got, like, physically sick. Because yeah. I was like... I think 13, 13 or 14, 14, you know, so it was very traumatizing. I don't know why parents do this stuff to us. Why do they tell you? I think they think, I mean, I, I truly Tough believe, luck. it's not, so, so I, I was coming on, and it's not that she did but 
I truly believe that they think they know what's best for us based off of their own experiences, so they project a lot of it. Yeah. Which is going to happen as a parent. You're a human. I mean... But we're soft little millennials. We don't, we don't want to know yeah. what we're eating. Those, no. like, those I don't need to know. clubbers, like, yeah. they do that. They raise it to be slaughtered. Slaughtered, yeah. Eat. I, yeah, and they get it. I just they don't. Get it. I don't I was. I had. We had a bull next door when I lived in Edinburgh, and I was obsessed with him. He was the sweetest. I don't know if they ever ate him, but I was. Oh, my brother Nico had a pig. Her name was Candy because he was really into Aaron <laughs> Carter at the time. No, that's <laughs> embarrassing. That was very and embarrassing. She was very well kept. You know, we, she was plump. Yeah. She got stolen. So we lived on a very, we were very wealthy. Pig? Yeah, we were very wealthy in Ecuador. I was kind of treated like a little bit Yeah, yeah, we were very successful. <laughs> um, so somebody stole Nico's pig. Oh, and candy. I remember you going to get so offended because in the heat, and it's so perfect out there, like I was some mm -hmm. bacon. And I'm like, do you smell that? And he goes, stop it! <laughs> and like, candy, you smell delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but I would never, you know? But somebody else did. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah so Jake, my husband, we, we live on a cattle farm, like mm -hmm. on a ranch currently. There's lots of cute cows around, and he always is like, let's get a cow, let's get a cow. And I completely respect, like, raising your own food, and you know oh, yeah. what it's taken care of, you know what it's fed. Like, I 100% respect that, but I told him, if you buy a cow for us to eat, that thing, but I don't, you put up a wall between me and that cow. I don't want to see it, I don't want to hear it, I will not take care of it. Cows are like giant dogs. Especially if you make cry contact with them. They're beautiful. Yep, I'm like, I'll eat it. If I don't see it. If I don't know the cow personally. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, ignorance is what it is. That's what it is. And like I said, I respect people farming their own food and like taking good care yeah. of those animals because that's totally what should happen. Like, I personally don't want to take care of it if I'm going to eat it. Yeah, right. I was vegetarian. Unless it's a turkey. I would eat a turkey I took care of. Turkeys are to you. They're mean. They're mean. They're not. I don't yeah. like turkeys. I don't like turkey, period. Like, I don't, it's, if it, I don't like. Choking to death. Like I saved. I did. I didn't let him die. He walked and put his little head on my leg. Was being all pathetic, and that's how I knew something was wrong because he was being nice to me. Saved his life. As soon as his life was saved, he bit me. He <laughs> didn't thank you. No. Maybe that was his facts. <laughs> Maybe it was a female turkey. She would have been more. Um, yeah. More like appreciative. Yeah. She would have been so like. Grateful. She would have gotten like. Way too attached for you, though. For sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Got a hero complex with you. Sorry, that was a major such. No, I love that. This is literally how we are at work, too. Like, we go. No, we're not. We're working very hard all the time. Obviously. I'm ready. Yeah. When we're able to breathe. She, she'll listen to this. It's fine. <laughs> okay. 
We have like scattered brain. Squirrel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All day. All day long. Oh my god. But you know what? We get everything done. It's true. All, all the time. time. We are very reliable. We are very good at our jobs. And we working. always go above and beyond. And right? it's true. And it's fun day. The and day that's why we're the go-tos. And you, you know, clients want to see like, they don't want to see you going out there sulking and in a bad mood because you're having a bad day. Especially not right now when they're handing their pet off to yeah. you and going to the building. No, no, you don't. don't. The, the mask helps. The mask yeah. helps. Yeah. But the eyes. I have a condition where they roll back sometimes. Work on it. I think Whitney has that condition too. And I do. But it. Carly's the trigger. Okay, don't talk face. about my friend like that. Okay. So I don't appreciate that. So. Turtle actually has a question for you guys. I'm ready. Oh, up, oh she does it right there. Yeah, she does. She'd like to know why the hell he sticks up up her ass. So, so not me. <laughs> I mean, we, not your one. We try to be more fear-free at our clinic. So rectal temps are very few and far between. So, but if a pet comes in because they're sick, it will be more accurate to get a rectal temp. So, so let's talk about that. Yeah, that can you tell us what fear, what is fear-free? So fear-free is, you want to create a good environment, good environment for the pets. You know, what we're doing to them is weird. It's uncomfortable. You can't so with them. they don't understand why I need to stab them in the neck mm -hmm. for some blood. They don't even get it. So mm -hmm. fear-free is just some tools that help us kind of make it less stressful for them. We don't want them to have a bad experience, even though some of the stuff is uncomfortable. We implement things like, especially for puppy visits, you want them to not associate the vet as a bad place. So it's treats right away. Treats high squeaky sounds, high praise. High you know, praise, yeah. Um, be really bubbly. We do the distraction right where they like get scratches. Scratches, yeah. Um, things that like. Peanut butter work really well. Peanut butter works really well while we're doing like a nail trim or something because if they're if we're holding them down and they're panicking mm -hmm. and then we just apply more pressure, that's creating a negative response yeah. and they're gonna be I don't like it there. Like they they hurt me or they scare me and then there's no positive you know reinforcement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and sometimes too, the longer you're like in this field and you longer you work with animals, you can gauge what works best for some animals because some animals it's like less is more you don't want yes. over restraining is something we try not to do because that makes it more stressful for everyone involved um I totally yeah, appreciate that she yeah. doesn't less is more for her yeah she's, she's not saying, saying no restrained blood draw all that yeah, yeah. Trained, like now it's hard because it's old ladyness yeah when she was younger she just sit there and let me yeah know. we had a dog come in for post neuter suture removal mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful dog, but he is very, very sensitive. And we tried minimal restraint, we tried restraint, period, and like he just wasn't having it. So, um, in order to remove the single suture, I had one of our coworkers hold the leash, not hold the dog, just hold the leash, and I went under him like a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> we could not hold him because the minute that we tried to hold him, he would go berserk. But if she just sat there with him and talked to him, and just make a little small talk, even though mm -hmm. you know he may or may not understand us. He responded really well to that, so mm -hmm. that you know that's why as technicians we'll put in the chart like, do not restrain, just you know talk mm -hmm. to him, whatever. Yeah. So that way 
if Chante was getting met, she would know, okay, this dog does not do well with being manhandled. Yeah, yeah. we figured out one time, I think it was a day that it was short staff, because I like never help in the back at all, but it was doing the nail trim on a pug, and if Bree was doing it, Pugs. and like one paw, he was totally fine, yeah. but, but the, the other, other paw, he panicked, and, and Bree's so great, she figured but she figured out he actually was a lot better with the Dremel. So I just yeah. held, like, just held him. Like, mm -hmm. I was just holding a dog off the ground, mm -hmm. held him and petted him. And she used the Dremel, and she was able to get his back feet, get that other paw, and it was totally fine. Yeah, you have your energy, too. Yeah. So if you come in hot and they're already nervous, that's not well, going to work well. Yeah, and you don't have to back why there's, like, certain people in the clinic who are the cat people. And mm -hmm. certain, you know, like, because there's some techs I know that all Cat have. energy. Yeah, cat energy, like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, do you look at a chart and see that it's Siamese, and then pretend you don't see that chart? <laughs> not me. No. I will see any cat. I do she not loves care. cats. Um, yeah. My thing is pugs. I can yeah. cat. If I see a pug at, in as a tech appointment for a nail trim, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you I'm a head out. You know what? I actually think I miss my lunch period. <laughs> so now yeah. we know why we were short staffed when that pug <laughs> nail trim. <laughs> Everybody's just hiding. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's also how that at Huskies and German Shepherds. Huskies, nah. No, I'll take a Husky. I'll take a German Shepherd over a Husky. I can't do Charles. I'll, I respectfully will take care of them, yeah. but I've actually been, with no reason, walking home from school one day, chased by a child off his yeah. And I'm just minding my own business walking yeah. down the street, and this dog came The child's man, child's Nikita's, they don't even warn you. They I'm, just take part of your hand. It's hard because their guard dog breeds. Yeah, they're, and, and they're raised, well, child's are raised to be food. So, there's, there's a reason their temperament is bad. They don't want you to eat. Yeah. Them. They want to eat. Yeah. Eat before you get into the belly. Yeah. yeah. I, I knew it was just really intense. intense. I knew it was a good chow. That we saw I had a great chow since he was yeah. eight weeks old. And they're cute. I mean, Pepper's was baby. Yeah. But so we had a chow at the clinic I worked at. Yeah. That was. Went there as a puppy. As soon as he turned eight weeks, he started trying to bite the crap out of it. And that's also on the owners. If it they is. Don't it. They're reinforcing that Absolutely. behavior. A lot of times when dogs, I worked with a very old school vet where their puppy was starting to be really mouthy and kind of nippy. It was a German Shepherd. He was beautiful, but he was he was already aggressive and he was ten weeks. And then when he would try to bite you, the dad would sit there and pet him and be like, it's okay, it's okay, and kiss on him. So it was reinforcing that behavior because it's... It's for the dog praising after doing that, so he thinks he's doing something right. Yeah. yeah. Do I know this is not fair because I know there's a lot of like stereotypes about specific aggressive breeds. Yeah. I have more of stereotypes about the owners of specific breeds. Like mm -hmm. some people get certain types of dogs because of the image that is portrayed. And I feel like I can say this. She was listening to this. My mother-in-law is a German Shepherd lady, all right? That's all oh. they ever have. You, because that German. Yeah. It makes me think of the, the family of, she has like, she had German Shepherds, she has two puppies. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. The two German Shepherd puppies? Yeah. I'm going to check them out. Yeah. There are certain people that like that stereotype associated with that type of dog. Oh, yeah. So they are going to encourage that behavior. Mm -hmm. And in fairness to my mother-in-law, she is an 
older lady that lives in a very rural area by herself. Right. So she needs, she that needs kind of a dog. It makes her feel more comfortable to have a dog that people are intimidated by. And he used to be really, really sweet until he got heartworm because put your dogs on heartworm preventative Yes, please. I don't care if there's apparently, here's something for you all to learn. If you live in a gated community, no mosquitoes can get in. Oh, look at the gates. <laughs> That's clients have told me. Well, I live in a gated community, so we don't have mosquitoes. Yeah, apparently no, they know they're not allowed in, or they don't have the gate code. I don't know. If you don't live in like a lower income neighborhood, then insects that don't come in. Wouldn't be around. No, that's not even. That's not how heartworm works. You know, the ghetto. Living in the ghetto, I can speak on this. I had more bees than I have. Yeah. There's more yeah, mosquitoes in your private lake, in your gated community. There, there are, are lots, lots of mosquitoes. mosquitoes. Yeah. But, but no, no, like, like once, once you got the heartworm, because I mean, we live in an area that heartworm is not very prevalent. It's becoming more and more because prevalent. Because all the snowbirds are bringing it right. down. Right. Now it's ring. So she has never put her dog on heartworm preventative, which whatever we're not going to get into that mm -hmm. but he got heartworm yeah. he got really really yeah, sick from something else and we found out he had heartworm while trying to figure out what was going on with him and, and that, that treatment is thousands of dollars it's expensive it's yeah. extremely painful mm -hmm. it's extremely stressful because i mean you're injecting poison into your pet right in between two yeah. specific vertebrae yeah, yeah. Like, like it, it is, is very painful very stressful type of deal mm -hmm. and ever since then he's not nice anymore mm -hmm. and it's sad but I think she likes it a little bit. A little not gonna bit. lie. Hopefully, it makes her feel safer. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I did, did want to get a large dog to protect me because, as a single mom in the, in the not best neighborhood, you want something that's going to scare somebody and a trigger off before, before they, they even reach your door. Little dogs are actually very. Good I'm gonna tell you, my four pound videos? teacut yeah. Chihuahua is up, uh, convinced that he's a 140 pound no, Doberman. He's an angel. I've seen videos of burglars going in and then this little tiny dog just chasing. Oliver and like Maddie, Maddie would lose their yeah. mind. Maddie's super aggressive towards anybody that tries to come in. She, she's blind though, so she can't really pinpoint you. Oh, but she, she will not bark at you. Oliver is four pounds of straight fury. I can't tell you how many times. He's attacked my landlord, oh, the men working on my house, like yeah. he isn't having yeah. it. You know what Knox would do? Lick him. Lick him. He would be like, hi, Knox, did you want to know where my mom keeps her stash of money? <laughs> it's here. And the snacks are up there, can you, can you just give me one? My mom's not home, so she doesn't give those to me. You get the money, you give me the snacks. anything in the fridge? I'm allowed. So, yeah, what do you guys think about, like, Pitties overall. Love them. I, I love pit bulls. I honestly would. So pit bulls have like a lot of allergies. Nox. <laughs> so I wouldn't want a pit bull just because of the upkeep with them. But if I had to choose between a chihuahua or a really nice pit, I'd pick a pit. Chihuahuas and chihuahuas are mean. They. I mean, they're just they're cute. They're, they're kind they're of forever puppies, but they're jerks. They're so scary. <laughs> I don't know if it's because people, people baby them because that's, that's like their little purse dog. So Oliver was a purse dog for a little while, but the last time that happened is when he started getting really possessive of me and Nemo. We were in Ulta and the lady got <laughs> literally as close as Carly and I are, which is probably like three or four feet away. And he tried to jump out of the purse and attack her. 
Wow. So I was like, oh right, that's a wrap, you're a jerk, we're staying home. No. Took him to a dog park to try to socialize him, he attacked a lab puppy. Mind you, he was the size of a lab puppy's head, but the mom was very upset with me and told me to keep my aggressive dog at home. So you did. What should we do now? So we do. He's not allowed to go anywhere because he's naughty. I love him. He loves women. He loves them. Oh, that's true, that woman in the So maybe you have a vibe for all the things. Yeah. She didn't, he didn't, he didn't like the foundation. Yeah. Her like, 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 color makeup. wasn't like her I was say, maybe she had cat energy. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> he, him and Willow don't vibe, so. You guys primarily work with dogs and cats at yes. the current mm -hmm. clinic. Have you ever worked with, like, there are specific, specific veterinarians that see exotics. Have I you done that? No. I've done a little of that. Um, as I said before, I worked at Banfield previously, mm -hmm. and Banfield's, um, there's some that are located inside of PetSmart. And so we would have to see any of the, like, small animals that they had out on the sales floor. So we would see, like... <laughs> we would see hamsters, like, guinea pigs were constantly getting sick, um, yeah. little finches, snakes that they had on, like little tiny snakes, but so some experience with that. Um, exotics, it's very hard. I feel like, oh, it's going to be sick, it's going to be tough to treat. Yeah, like, it is, especially because of the stress, you know, yeah, it, it, further, so it further yeah. complicates their treatment mm -hmm. because, you know, the stress is making them sicker mm -hmm. while you're trying to treat them, which, which is sometimes counterproductive. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think I prefer just cats and dogs. Yeah. They're easier to read. And I feel like we've talked a lot about dogs, but you like working with cats. I what is, love working with cats. What is like the difference between having a dog appointment and a cat appointment? Like, what do you do differently? Well, it's cats are more sensitive. It's everything's on their terms. Mm -hmm. 100%. <laughs> and, and that's part of why I like them because it's, they are very, they are the epitome of consent. <laughs> you know, if you want to learn about consent, you need a cat, you know. Um, but they're also very, very sweet, too. We do have not all cats are, well, not all cats are, are sweet. Some of you want to take your off. The fractious cats. Yes. I have a lot of, a lot of experience with fractious cats. I work really well with them because I, as, as unpredictable as cats are, Fractious cats are very predictable. Yeah. They're going to try to get you. You know right? exactly what they're going to do, how they're going to do, do it, and then what, what to, to avoid. Uh, a lot of technicians, even if they are certified, are terrified of fractious cats. And you should be. You should have a respectful fear because at the end of the day, if you don't move appropriately and with safety, mm -hmm. you, you could really get injured. And oh, you're yeah, also cat are the worst. a liability oh. to the doctor. If you let that doctor get bit... Like, that's not okay because no. then she can't, he or she can't treat the rest of the patients mm -hmm. because now having to treat an possible well, cat bite yeah. that's going to get infected. With cats, it's not, like, with dogs, it's like, yeah, there's a bite risk, but with cats, it's, there's a bite risk, but there's also those claws. Yeah. Bam. yeah. Those and claws do some damage. And they're, they're like small. small. Yeah, and, like, cats are smaller than dogs. People they're a little harder them. to, like... <laughs> Well, we're talking no. about minimal restraint, like minimally restraining something that's small, super agile, like mm -hmm. super You have to be good. very aware of your and lives. And you've got to be super intuitive yes. with them. And that's where there's a difference between like the peop the techs that are good with cats and not good with cats. Mm -hmm. You either have that intuition where you mm -hmm. know 
okay, as I'm moving this cat, I can feel she's he's not liking this, so <laughs> we're gonna try it a different way. And you just have to, you're, you gotta you have to be very quick on your feet. Quick on your feet with ass. So you have to be a cat. You have to you do. do. Yeah. You have to be. You do. Yeah. And if you're not, if your energy is off, like it really can affect your whole interaction with the mm -hmm. cat. And communication is a big part of it. So if I'm working with, like, you, say I'm working with Tatiana and we have a fractious cat and. I don't feel like I'm able to get a good hold, then you gotta be like, hey, can you try holding me a little bit better? And I'll try to draw the blood. Um, you gotta not be prideful. Unless <laughs> you feel don't have like, an ego in the no, field at all. Yeah. will come across a lot of people who go into the field because they don't like humans, which is, that's something that really gets to me because like, you have to be such a good human yeah. to be in this field because you're the middleman. Yeah, you, know, you have to, to do. Yeah. You have to be simple. Well, I remember people. when I, you know, my first day of school, I told you about this yeah. recently. Um, they, before you go into like your specific field, you're kind of in a general class with like all the medical assistants, dental assistants. And the instructor of that class asked, like, where are my veterinary kids? And there's like three of us, like in the corner away from everyone, of course, the weirdos were so <laughs> awkward. And she said, she's like, I bet you guys are getting into this field because you don't like people or you're not people, people. But just so you know, you're going to have to deal with people mm -hmm. a lot. And there's nothing worse than a crazy pet parent who's stressed out about their kid. In, yeah. yeah. In the vet field, you either get people who are ex extreme empaths or people who are very overconfident. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's great, great to have, have confidence in the field. You need some form of confidence. Yeah. But to an extent, mm -hmm. you can be a liability with a fractious yeah. cat, for instance, yeah. or a fractious dog. You know, that are unsocialized dogs are pretty dangerous too. Yeah. yeah. So. And it's also a field where there's constantly like new technologies coming out, yeah. we're learning mm -hmm. new things, new, better treatments. Like, yeah. I can only imagine 30 years ago the concept of fear free no. was oh, probably not existing. And then they hold it down. Yeah, just yeah. hold it down and get it done. You have to that be better. Was the thing. Yeah. 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 And the other thing with fear free is like you also need to know when to stop. So mm -hmm. say like, oh my God, this isn't working. We've tried minimal restraint. We've tried treats. We've tried, tried everything. everything. We can't, can't get blood off this dog. That's just it. I wish they did that for me as a teenager. Yeah, they just medicine. hold you down. No. Yeah, <laughs> they did hold me down. It was oh, they no. used fear free. Yeah, yeah. Tried. and then we like tried. Yeah. Like, Give me lollipops, positive reinforcement. <laughs> but another thing they can use for fear free is medications mm -hmm. yeah. to help like give to your pet before they come to a vet visit and like. That's what yeah, I wish my doctor would do. I know, I was like, maybe a little volume here and there, take that edge off. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Right before the dentist. Yeah, yeah. some traps so That is the, like, we have... My like, dentist called me out, like, month, like years ago, because I'm so nervous. And he's, he's like, like, you talk? And I was like, yes. Not with like, your hand in right, my right, mouth. Right, yeah, that's dangerous. Like, I am very socially awkward sometimes if I don't know you then, if I know you don't shut up. You know, he's like, you should probably see a doctor and maybe get some medication to help take the edge off. I'm like, who are you? Didn't they tell you to do that? You're too? here for my teeth, bro. Mm -hmm. You're not here to diagnose my like anxiety. social anxiety. Oh, you're an anxiety too. So well, maybe I said which dentist because this, this dental hygienist and this dentist were just like, your anxiety is just too intense and you're I gonna need to take medication. I said that to me, and I, I, I thought like maybe it's a them problem if everyone's anxious to go to the dentist. I am like a 12 I tremble when I'm really over stimulated and nervous and I can't help it but it wasn't affecting like his oral exam yeah. you know why would he want you to talk <laughs> that's what I'm saying like just have your mouth like you're trying to look in my mouth I'm not trying to 
beak when you're I just feel like if this, this, this is, is about, about your pay grade, bro. Like, <laughs> stay in your lane. Stay Wash my teeth. So I can leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you were that anxious, you wouldn't have gone. Yeah. Is what I'm I feel thinking. like that was a great thing. I just want to be put under, like, the dogs are. Yeah. Just the day. Yeah. 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 Just the day completely. Yeah. To do any kind of work. Send my friend to come get me. Yeah, well, no, I was going to say, so we have another dog that's not Knox. That's she's very anxious and tried, like, um, you know, Trazodone, like, four of them. She's a big dog, so it's not overdosing. But, like, four of them a couple hours before, and it didn't do anything. Yeah. But this last time we did a, a night before and a morning of regimen, and it really, it made such a huge difference. Yeah, she was able to, like, be up behind the front desk for a little while because she wasn't just panicking and like screaming. Nothing has happened to her. She's just a German shepherd like um, we talked about. She's just a nervous wreck. Personality. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we talked about uh, how this job can be physically and mentally mm -hmm. hard and you're working long days and long days long hours um how do you de-stress like what how do you because you know it's easy to get burnt out in animal field it really is so um, what do you do to you have a red pool yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 we drink yeah we do well yes and also i don't know cry a little and cry. Cry. we do you have cry to cry a lot. you have to let it out like some people think it's a sign of strength to just hold it in no, and be strong, strong. like no, no cry Put it out, and it is important to set boundaries. I don't know how I to do say that. Yet. that. No. She's not good at it. I'm either. not good at no. it. These are really bad, actually. We're both actually, actually kind, kind of the worst. worst. Yes, you are. About it. Yeah. We say yes to everybody Everyone. because it's hard when you we, feel like your team's depending on you, and somebody calls in sick, and it's gonna be day eight in a row. We've done yeah. that. We've literally worked through days. Like we have one day off and work through the week, and because. Yeah. We are very passionate about what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as de-stressing from, I don't know. I also like I. I think, I think this year, year I'm trying to be better about it. Like I'm focusing on like reading more and like just Self. letting myself just disconnect for mm -hmm. a minute and like zone out on like things that are dumb, like TikToks or you know. <laughs> when TikToks. Yes. Plants. I just started like yeah working like in the garden. I can't plant. So, of course, so same. I have a black thumb, so, so I disassociate by like watching and making my TikToks. <laughs> but no, I'm really lucky. I have my kids, so like if they see that I'm really low or struggling, I'll um, typically hide in my room. And they'll bring me like a glass of wine oh, and chicken oh, nuggets. Train them well. They're incredible. They're such sweet boys. They are the best. They make me look better than I am. I really don't know. Wait, right now we're kind of going through a small rough patch because they're getting that testosterone done. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, who are you? And why are you talking to me like this? Like, I'm your mom, I'm not your homie. Don't call me bro. And two, why are you being mean to me? Because I'm going to start crying. I'm like, I don't have time to cry because I just finished putting on my mascara. No, your boys, boys as, as like, like a proudly non-child person. Same. I love some children. Yeah. I love well-behaved, respectful, mannerful children that still have fun. I don't think kids need to be like seen and not heard. Like I don't right. feel like I don't that. Really, I feel like that's but they're so polite and they're, they're so, so sweet when they very come around. They're funny. Yeah. Like they're, they're little. Avandri. 
Lavandi's phone. He's a little okay. ham. I love Lavandi. <laughs> so many people. I love Demo too. Yeah. Yeah. Damari is very easily like he's my he's me and mm -hmm. Lavandi's his dad. Um, and they both have parts of both of us, but sometimes James would call me and be like, I don't know how to communicate with Demo today. He's hiding under the covers in a dark room. And I'm like, leave him alone, just let him read his book, you know? Like, yeah. He's he's dealing with it. Avandri's like, you know, he'll be, he could even be having a tough day and he bounces back. So it worries me because it, it makes me think of like Robin Williams, you know? But I'm like, listen, you know, you don't have to make everybody smile all the time. But yeah, I'm, I'm like, he does, he does, he does, he does like backflips and he's good. Yeah. I think also our pets kind of help us. Mm -hmm. We all obviously have a lot Trees. of animals. Yeah, what do you have? Well, <laughs> you go first. Okay. Well, right now I have uh, uh, three dogs. So a, a boxer named Sadie. She's so cute. A little Shih Tzu mix old man named Frank. And my little Pomeranian Scottish Terrier, Wicket. I love Wicket. He is intense. <laughs> He's great. He's um, him and Bella go way back. Yeah. And then I have now only three cats. I have oh, four. Cats. I know. Why does that have a fucking ounce? It's okay. It's really I've been fresh. making morbid jokes about it because that's how she's she tried to cope with it. Yeah. So I have three cats Philip, Kingsley, and Poe. She's oh, Poe po is like the most beautiful cat in the world. And she knows it. She does know She it. so knows it. Oh, I love the little cage aggressive cat. She is. <laughs> She's so sweet, but the minute you put her in a cage, she's ready to take your face off. Kill you. And then you open it, and she goes, hey, how you doing? She'll like chirp. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking and about. And she's like, look at my butt, it's so fluffy. Yeah. She's so cute. Mm -hmm. Well, turtle relay. She broke out of four crates, and I was like, okay, we're not crate training. We're done. Oh, see, she was not Can't cage me. Nope. Um, I have senior dogs. I have so my oldest one that I've had the longest, which is Bella Rose. Love her. She's a miniature schnauzer. I have Augustus William. He's like a mini Aussie mutt thing. He's adorable. He's, oh God, he's my favorite. Everybody knows it. And then I have Oliver Benjamin. He's the Four Pounds of Fury. And then recently, I from work actually, I took in a miniature dachshund, which I swore I would never own, but mm -hmm. somehow you wanted her. I, I love that. <laughs> and I was a huge advocate for her because yeah, her, yeah, she her original situation was really unfortunate. Why does she only have one name though? It's Madeline Amara. Okay, there it is. Yeah. So <laughs> all had two names. Yeah. So, so Madeline Amara is is my miniature dachshund, and then I I also said I'd never own a cat, and I own a cat as well named Willow Lilith. So Willow and Madeline are like best friends. Yeah. They're very very close. Because dachshunds are cats. Yeah. Oh, they're on a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah. They're, she's tough. I struggle with her some days because. I have, I have to be empathetic to her situation and what she's come out of. So any any man that comes in the house, really, she freaks out. Yeah. Um, and Willow, she's just Willow, so she's a cat. So really, I'm a single mom of seven. Yeah. I also have two two, two fish. Oh, My kids oh, okay. wanted fish, so Damari owns a fish named Pigeon, not pigeon, Pigeon. <laughs> It's like Dijon, but yeah. Dijon. So, he gets from Tarjay. He gets from Tarjay, yes. He's very bougie. Very bougie. And then Avandri's fish is Squish. 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 Oh, that's cute. Squish, Pigeon. Oh, no, Squish, the fish that happened to kill Bill. Avandri doesn't know what's going on. I'm pretty sure that Maddie, though, is my old dachshund reincarnated. Probably. She's, I mean, Brie comes over every day and she still barks at her sometimes. And then it takes her a little bit while. A little while to come. Yeah. And relax. She's so, a dachshund. A she's a dachshund that had a... Well, she was surrendered to the clinic because mm -hmm. she, again, was... 
She had a not properly taken care of. She had a tough start, start for sure. To yeah. put it lightly, not properly. Yeah, taken we're not going to go into detail no. because it makes my skin burn. Yeah. Well, how about we talk about funny, happy things? Like, what is like? Why is being a vet tech so awesome? It, it is, is rewarding. Well, you, you meet know? incredible people you like mean, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's really like I feel like coming into the I've been in the field for years, but like coming into the job that I'm in now has brought in a lot of positive people. It brought us. It brought us back together, together, which was like the, the best. Um, because we were we were close when we were in school. Um, and it's funny because we were both so so awkward. Yeah. That. Um, <laughs> but that's us. It, it, you, you see, see so, so you. you you can, you can save a lot of animals, and when you are able to successfully help a pet, the owners to see them—they, I mean, they're literally almost glowing yeah. because they're just, just so, so grateful. And that is like that can get you through months of tough days. Yeah, you know, you save one, and it's it, it gets you through it. Really it lifts yeah. you up. Yeah. yeah, it's fun when you get goofy goobers like Knox. Yeah, you know, puppies are fun. Um, it's just, it's just. I don't know. The and field is great. Stick with you forever. Yeah, yeah. you get to see them grow up. Yeah. yeah. You know? And there's a corgi from the clinic I worked at. Her name was Maggie, and we had a special moment during a weekend. She and I was trying to get her to eat, and I literally pulled every food I had mm -hmm. possible to get her to eat. She was um, going into kidney failure. I remember her and her mom forever. Yeah. yeah. They just touched there's her some heart. people who stick. They stick. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Clients and and the pups of the kids. Yeah. I think I have like two or three like clients I'm obsessed with yeah. and they have great yeah obviously <laughs> you. Yeah. they're like I see your name pop up I'm like don't touch that phone I will get it she appreciates that I will if I because usually will I will put a call on hold but yeah. if I see it's Carly I'll be like I'll ask it's you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to put her on hold so he puts a, when, when she goes to take a line I'm like please don't touch line three <laughs> Another benefit of being nice to your vet techs. They yeah. become your friends. I will do whatever true. it takes. I think I drive our doctor crazy sometimes because I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and change the schedule around like this. Do you think I could like? Do you think I could double book it here? And she's just she looking at me. Difference. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but turtle needs to be seen, and we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> and every, and we're like, can you go ask doctors? Because she knows I'm going to. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do whatever it takes, and I always do. Well, and I'm yeah. with multiple people. Yeah. It's a, you know, I, I, I literally there's a handful. I'm nice. needs. Not that like, if you're mean, we're not gonna do what your animal right. needs, right. but it's just like it goes a lot further if you're respectful and nice to you us. You attract more. What is it? Bees, honey, yeah. flies. Yeah. yeah, you attract more flies. flies. No, if you attract more flies with honey than vinegar. Isn't it? Bees I like bees. bees. Or flies. flies. Bees are prettier. They just started higher than us. I mean, that's how the saying goes. No, that is the I agree. We're trying to attract bees. Okay. We want more bees with honey. More shit with flies. them with honey. I'm because just that's saying. the because stupid that's, thing. I can't. I can't right now. No, Why would I look for flies? I've dug my heels and I'm a Scorpio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. well, Even if I'm wrong, wrong. We're going to fact check this. So we have we wrong. Wrong. Even if we're wrong, we're not wrong. Pisces. She's so emotional and I'm so mean. There's a time when we and Sean yeah. went out for drinks after work. It was a tough day and we both sat there together crying. crying. <laughs> 
oh my god, it's so sad, but, but when sometimes she's like, just, just go to the bathroom, I can tell you to cry. Yeah. Just yeah. go in the bathroom. I'm just going to five and just go into the powder room. And I'm just crying. Yeah. There are lots of funny things and situations that happen as a vet tech in the vet world. I know the one day we had a pug and nail trim. Bring back to pugs and nail trims. This pug shit glitter. Just 
lets it all out. Oh, bloody liquid diarrhea. Oh. As we're sitting there eating our carne asada nachos, and we all just kind of put our forks down, close the thing, and go clean it up. Yeah. Wash our hands, and then go back to. Oh. It doesn't, it doesn't phase you. you. No. Like, you gotta eat. We have, I, I feel like 90, I mean, maybe not 90, but a good 80% of technicians have a very iron stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then, then there's the ones who gag while doing your webs. Is it kind of, are you sure you don't want to be a dental hygienist? <laughs> no offense to dental hygienists. We have nothing against you, Sorry, clearly. No, I'd rather but do that than. You know what I mean? Like, the people's mouths? Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. 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 No. I did have a friend at Rottweiler piss in her mouth. Oh my god, yeah. that sounds terrible. That's I managed <laughs> <laughs> no, I managed to avoid that. Praise God. Yeah, I don't think I got anything gross in my mouth. I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you a liar. And I know you a liar. Because I've known you for years. And I mean, there's a couple of. We just got to see. Make sure it is dry. I'm going to your dark right now. <laughs> We did give you your warning, mature audience only. I know you a liar, though. Are we still talking about Okay, so anyways. What was the closest thing you had in your mouth? <laughs> that question was directed to you. I, I thought she was talking to you. Talk I don't know. <laughs> you know, honestly, I knock on wood because I have successfully avoided anal glands in the face, in mm -hmm. the mouth, piss in the mouth, fecals in the yeah. mouth. It's I, I have. I don't I'm very I think you keep your mouth closed yeah. when you're doing certain Don't talk things. while you're doing anal glands if you are out. stay at a yeah the masks have been very beneficial. Yeah. But yeah I've managed to avoid that. I think the worst I mean I can't honestly pinpoint I'll probably remember like on the spot I'm I'm not good at remembering things, but I'll probably remember on my drive. I'm like, oh my god, this happened. You're like, I have the best tell. story. Yeah, <laughs> and then I would not remember telling you guys. But I've had poop in my pocket. That's literally it. Yeah. I feel like my main problem, not, not at the, the clinic, clinic so much, but like, like at the zoo, is I'll do something and um, I forget to wash my hands. Oh. And then if I want to eat a snack, sometimes I just like smell my hands oh. first. Yeah. I'm like, like when's the last time I washed this? You're eating the snack and you go, ooh, oh, shit. Shit. Should I wash my hands? So that is why snacks that are in wrappers are the best, because you don't yeah. have to actually yeah. touch yeah. the food. So I, I think being a touch of it, like I'm a recovering germaphobe, I used to be really, really bad as a Are you as recovering? Well, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I have come Tons of miles away from where I was. You see her clean in the front desk in the morning. morning. Okay. <laughs> Stress cleaning is a thing. No, I, I wash my hands almost af after, after almost every pet, pet mm -hmm. especially if they're like they have a film on them. Like some dogs oh. haven't been washed. Greasy. I can feel like the yeah. dirt. Oh, look at her. She's just wringing her hands, just thinking yeah, about yeah, not washing her hands. Yeah, I'm struggling. <laughs> no, I mean I know that's just like a gross habit I have. But like I said, at the clinic it's easier because there are. There are sinks easily accessible, and yeah. there's a lot of sanitizer around. But that is one thing I I'm just talk about. Check them out. We talked about clients and how some can be a little intense and some can be just not intense at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially during this time right, yeah. right now, so I think that intensity has really increased because oh, yeah. of you know the way the situation is right now. So. If you could speak to your clients, what would you like them to know? I do get stuck with all the escalated 
Oh, you do. handle it very well, though. Every time. I feel so bad. Um, I've, I've seen you, like, in tears, and I just, when I was there once, and I'm just like, I'm giving you three bucks. Yeah, yeah, I needed it that day. <laughs> I remember I was having such a tough day, and I think the first call I had was a woman who cussed me out, and then the second lady, her dog was dying. So it was a really tough morning. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I noticed more cat owners call than dogs because they're home and cats don't have their space anymore. So now owners are hyper aware of what their cats are doing. Like I had one owner literally call me, like, I think my cat hates me. <laughs> and like she won't not pet her, she's being aggressive, she's knocking stuff off the counter, but she's never acted this way, she's acting really out of you know, character, she's hiding. And I'm like, well, you have to understand like, with the pandemic, it's not just affecting you and your quality of life and everyday living. Her life is affected. She's not accustomed to having home all day. She's not accustomed to you being in her space and being. She's not getting her me time. Yeah, mm -hmm. like cats are very big on their personal mm -hmm. time. I come home and Willow's laid across my bed like a French model. I'm just gonna <laughs> leave it like a French model. Yeah, she looks like a French whore. Laid, legs wide open, like, oh, you're home? Mm, my food bowl's empty. You know, so they don't get that time. It's stressing them out. It's affecting their quality of life. So I, I, I try, try to, to tell, tell people, people, especially we have a lot of high anxiety clients, so I can I can relate to that. Is that what was written on my chart? No. <laughs> Owner. We do, oh my gosh, we do have to put like caution owner on some charts. A lot of that. There's like some do. things where like don't mention this in front yeah. of the owner. Owner doesn't like this. Like, yeah, because this. it yeah. is mm -hmm. it's triggering yeah. for them. Don't call that golden doodle a labradoodle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, I think something that I would want clients to know and remember is that like we are people too mm -hmm. and that we do care mm -hmm. and to understand that there's only so much that we can do. Like, like we, we want to do everything, we want to help, we understand you're stressed out, but know that if we're telling you no, it's not because we don't want to see your pet, it's because we, we physically are my not doc able to Our doctors can only see so many pets mm -hmm. in a day. Our doctors aren't robots, we're not robots, and if we're telling you to go to emergency, it's because you need to go to emergency. Right. It's not because we're trying to just turf you and we don't want to see your pet. What's That's best for your pet is the advice that we're giving you. Right. And I feel like sometimes they don't take it that way. Mm -hmm. they, Think we're just rushing them off I, and that's where and that we're not hearing their concerns and it's yeah. like we are but we also need to take care of our doctors and their time and it's quality over quantity yes that's what it really is it's, yeah it's about the quality of care and no one's being dismissive like it, we never want to come, come across, across as being dismissive right. of concerns but unfortunately, sometimes four other people have already called that morning right. with their pet being in a really bad situation. Yeah. And we, we want to make sure all the animals are getting the proper treatment, the proper care, yeah. and putting that fifth one in. Your animal isn't going to be looked at for, for hours. Yeah. When if it's, it's a really serious situation, like that's not what's best for them to sit there for hours. Right. It's be better to go somewhere and be taken care of immediately. So I struggle, like if I have towards the front and I have to feel the calls. I struggle because I can see both sides of that mm -hmm. as a pet owner and as a technician where we'll get an owner who's really frustrated that we're not making them a priority because it's so easy that when you're in that it moment you're like a freight train. You're just you're on full 
mode. Like you, you can't, you have tunnel vision. You can't see anybody else's struggles because they're not your own and you're stuck mm -hmm. in the midst of your own struggle. Yeah. So I try to be really empathetic and I try to use very, I'm very selective with my word choice. I'm very mindful of my tone because it, you know, it, it does feel for them, like we're not helping them and we are turfing them. And that's really hard for us because all we want to do is help everybody. But as Shanti said, we're not robots. And our doctors can only, and one of our doctors will triple book herself. She does. She's yeah. incredible. And she'll see everybody. And then when another doctor isn't in or unable to see a pet, guess what? She's trying to fit it into her schedule. Yeah. And then people are upset because we fit them in and they showed up 30 minutes later, 30 minutes late or 30 minutes early and why are they waiting? And it's like, it's, it's so hard to maintain your composure mm -hmm, and yeah. just not be that human that yeah. snaps at them because you have to pull outside of yourself and be like, you know what? They're stressed out. They're struggling and they're worried and they're scared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have to be like, I'm so sorry we're getting too soon. You can't or just bring the pet in. What are you going to do? Like, yeah. yeah. I would like people to know for your sake, like, we feel bad telling them no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we hate, hate it. We do everything that we can. can. Like, I, if, if I'm, I'm looking, looking at the schedule, schedule, I'm already doing my best to yeah. get you in or make accommodations. And it's, you know, there's people who have been cussing me out, flipping out on me, mm -hmm. wishing death upon me and my family because I'm not getting their dog in. And then if I, I'm, I'm still, still working, working through that, that hostility, and if I can get them in and figure out and I struggle I'm like look this person's being really and nasty but their dog needs us yeah and, and the doctor will see it and then they're like oh my god you're so incredible and I was like, like you were just so mean to me you yeah. were just so mean to me I just cried in the bathroom for five minutes <laughs> there's nothing worse than somebody calling you and telling you it's your fault if their animal dies that happens a lot more than realize. I had a, a stranger mm -hmm. call the clinic and, and she, she wanted, wanted to talk directly to the doctor to diagnose her dog and I'm like honey I can give you an, an exam like I offered her oh, a like same day appointment the person. and yeah. I got a nasty review saying I was unempathetic because she didn't want to come in she, she wanted, wanted to talk free to the doctor advice, wanted free medical, medical advice for a dog never seen yeah, so she, she was had never been to our clinic and she at all. hung up cussed me out and was like if my dog dies it's on you and then hung up on me and I'm just like I did, did everything I offered her a same day appointment yeah. I told her prices I asked how far away she was, like... Yeah. 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 Well, and I think um, it's important that we bring up, then this is going to make it a little heavy in here, but this field has a high suicide rate. Yes. And I think it's important to talk about it and raise awareness about that because we do feel bad. We feel like we need to take in... We need to help. We can't... We, can't, we, we want to internalize everything. We internalize everything, mm -hmm. and especially our doctors and, like, they are under a lot of pressure and you know they love all the patients that they see you know they, they care about, about the clients and then they like you said you have a doctor who will triple book i'm so worried she's gonna burn out yeah and, and so i know it's really big here is. and like it's it's sad and we all try to help each other out and try to push the doctor to say no but they don't feel like they can yeah. right now so the moral of the story is be polite. Be polite. Just yeah. be kind in general. It shouldn't yeah. even be just, this shouldn't even be a conversation. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate we're all adults. We should treat people how we want to be treated. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then if you feel that what you're doing that's really toxic is acceptable, then you need to work on something yeah. because it's never okay despite what you're struggling with. Mm -hmm. And it's not okay to be nasty to somebody you don't know their battle you don't know what they're struggling well, with and you could be the straw that breaks the camel's back yeah, and, and it makes them give up yeah. yeah well unfortunately i think as a society it's been the 
the phrase the customer is always right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's not true. <laughs> and unfortunately, customers are not always they're right. They're not. Yeah. And we, we, because of that, we tend to reward bad behavior. Mm -hmm. We're going to reward the woman who's You're now mean at us right. and being mean to us. Like, oh, we better get her in because she's so mad and angry. And we don't want that bad review. Yes. Like, that's not what it should be about, you know? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we do enable clients to think it's okay to act like that when it's not and we need that's where it comes down to setting boundaries. I had a guy just last the other day, like yeah, we had setting over the phone because he wanted to get his puppy vaccinated, but only the distemper, not the parvo. And I'm like, okay, um how old is your dog? Eleven weeks. And I was like, okay, um so your dog does need the combo, does need both parvo and distemper. And he's like, no, it doesn't. I'm looking at this. It's already been vaccinated fully for the parvo. It doesn't need another one. I said, not so possible. It's not possible <laughs> because your dog does need another one at 14 weeks. And then, you know, the rabies at 16. And he's like, um, I was like, he's like, I don't need it. I think I know what I'm talking about. And I was like, okay, I completely understand if your dog had a, a parvo vaccine at six weeks, how you could maybe, because I'm trying to understand why he thinks this. And I'm like, that's not always the first vaccine that you count. You count the eight weeks because they're still working on mothers and bodies. So parvo is very prominent here. And so I was like, it's very prominent here. So your dog does need an additional two more December parvos, actually. And he's like, you know what? You just seem like you're not educated and if you're working there. I don't trust your doctors and how that. You know what I would say? I'm really glad because he's going to argue about everything. 11 weeks old. No matter where you're at. No matter where your puppy at 11 weeks old is still going to need two more vaccines at, at least two more. At least two more. Probably so I told our doctor this story because I'm like, where did I go wrong? She's like, nowhere. Yeah. So I, I was like, I hope you have a great day. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever. I mean, I worked in retail and stuff when I was like a teenager and younger, and I worked at a university, working at you know a few different zoos. I have never anywhere outside of the clinic like been called like curse word names yeah. and literally screamed at it's for crazy trying everything. to help people. Oh, I know what it does. I think maybe I've just been lucky because I lived in like, like a, a small, small town and it didn't happen that much, but I just, it is a really regular occurrence and it's really sad that I feel like it's people, worsened with the pandemic. It is. And I have a theory. Okay. I want you guys human to know <laughs> if you think this is right. I think, I think because it's so much easier to be mean to people when you don't have to like say to the face person. yeah so all the phone calls and everything's like over the phone or over yeah. the computer like, like you it dehumanizes yeah. the people and so maybe you feel a little bit more comfortable like yelling at people because you and don't again have to they're look in that them. it mo in moment you know right. like they're stuck in that tunnel it's that too but it's also so, because of the pandemic and how you have to you know you can't go in with your pets right now for a lot of places everyone is overbooked mm -hmm. so i you know i know because i tried to I double called, booking right i called almost every clinic in you town can't get in. Turtling, and you couldn't get in emergency was like eight hour wait yeah. she's sitting in a kennel and i'm like yeah. well that's gonna be worse worse and that yeah. was at night right because we were it was that one night because we were closed i think i don't remember it was sunday night yeah it was yeah it was sunday night because yeah, you know you woke up in <laughs> <Yeah>. hi <laughs> but 
yeah, I mean, I called, I think all day Sunday, I tried to get in everywhere, and then, you know, I called the emergency room for like eight hours, every single emergency room mm-hmm. told me she'd be sitting in the kennel for eight hours, and they were only taking critical cases. Yeah, they are turning quite a bit of people away. So, mm-hmm. I think right now also so that they can't get, get their head in anywhere. It's frustrating. It's even more frustrating. Yeah, they do. They're very combative. Because, like, I've called six places, and I immediately, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, I completely understand this is really stressful, but because everybody's home and everybody's getting puppies or kittens, or the vet field is yeah, the vet field is high demand at this time more than ever. Yeah, and people are like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. Yeah, and appointments are longer because you don't want people sitting in the car for a long time. So you know. We have appointments that are twice as long, twice as much time to set aside a day. So literally, there's half as many appointments we can make because we don't want people sitting in their car for an hour waiting yeah, for something because that's crappy. Yeah. Like it's hot where we live. It's really hot. It's yeah. It's a mess, but it's getting better. It's getting better. We're yeah. starting to open up, so hopefully people are gonna start being happier. Nicer. Oh, you are. You. You never. Yeah, you never yelled at us. Yeah. Yeah. I have no reason to yell at anybody. Okay. And we have lots of clients that are super nice. So not for it to be just like, oh, everyone's so mean. We have some people that are like the oh, nicest humans. She gave her a kiss. Oh, she like she comforting you. She's like, you're a good vet tech. She Don't worry. Like, but there are people that are nice. We have clients. We have incredible like, clients. Bring everyone lunch. They're like, how oh, many yeah. people are working today? Yeah. Like, we have some really sweet people, too. We have one client. She's like, how are you guys doing? I was like, so much better. How are you? Yeah. Now, like, you've called. My day has gotten <laughs> yeah. better. Like, they, they do. They have that effect yeah, on us. Yeah, they do. I, I have one client when she brings her dog. It's a Karen Terrier that we see. Ivy, and when she brings her in, and if I go out there, she says, oh, look, it's your friend, and <laughs> that just makes me feel so good mm-hmm. that, like, you know, she sees how much I love her dog, and that her dog loves me, and that like, she yeah. thinks of me as the dog's friend, like, yeah. she just brightens my day, you know? Moral of the story is, is your text. Love, love your animals. animals. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They, we're obsessed know, with them most not of the time. Your babies, you know, those are your babies, but we love those animals. Sometimes I'll joke. Are you homeless? homeless? Let me take you home, even yeah. though I know they have a way better life than yeah. I, yeah. I do. <laughs> Like, I'm actually homeless. Do you need to take yeah. me home? I've actually asked, like, a, a client to adopt me yeah. and my children. And she's like, yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> yes, I will, you know. There you go. I love her. Yeah, we have some real sweet people, some real, real sweet, sweet A animals. lot of the great humans yeah. that come in, they make our, that's what I said, like, one good human can make us mm-hmm. get through a month. Yeah. yeah. And also, again, like, we feel bad saying no. We, we, we want to help. I, I know many times I've heard somebody answer a phone call, and you know sometimes you can tell people have like maybe financial constraints. Yeah. We're happy to say like act, you know these are our prices, but this is a low cost place that you might want to try out. Yeah. Somebody calls for a health certificate. We're booked out, but maybe try this place. Like yeah. we'll try to help you out with things if we can't point you in the right direction. Like. There's nobody that works in a clinic with animals that wants the animals to not get what they need. Right. And maybe we can't provide that, but we want to help you find where it can. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I have some bummer news right now. Are you moving? No. Why did you sound happy about that? Why was there like an... Yeah, that was... It flies, isn't it? Oh, no. 
is I knew we were, I think you can catch more, more flies with honey than with vinegar, vinegar means that it is much easier to get what you Why want you by being polite rather than being rude and insolent. But you know what? They say um, it came from Benjamin Franklin, so it's a man's quote. So yeah, we really, really, can't really, really did make, make it, it better. Yeah, it takes a woman to make the quote. Here's better. the thing, Winnie. I never said you I were wrong. I just said what we were saying was better. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did say you were probably right, but the way that we were saying the three of us were on one accord. Like, like so, so, I mean, I just thought the more likelihood was she was wrong because all of us were like, "Why would you want flies? Exactly. <laughs> like, shit is what attracts flies." So flies are like gross. <laughs> I don't know why that's the thing. I, I just love your face. You're just like I'm boasting. so smug yeah, right now. So I have like a little dance and everything. So I'm sorry. I am full of vinegar. Maybe that's why I know the saying. You know, like maybe because I've been told that my entire life from childhood. Terrible. Like be fucking nice. I'm just be fucking nice is the point of yeah. all this. It's funny because <laughs> Winnie yeah, is like the best. Yes. Her voice is so sweet and she has such a sweet voice. People underestimate her. They really do. And it's like, she's okay. so much better at delivering terrible news than I am because I naturally have a mother's tone. I've been told like some pe apparently when I talk, especially if I speak quickly because I'm a Latina, that I'm hustling them off the phone. And it's like, okay, bro, then don't call me. But <laughs> also there's five phone lines on hold. Yeah, so another are a little thing bit. you all need to realize. <laughs> Stop calling us all at once. I think when you have high anxiety, I talk really fast too. When you have anxiety, you tend to talk really fast as well. Yeah. I think there's a universal timer that's like, hey, just so you guys know, now is when we all call. Absolutely, because we get a surge. And it's like, I'm sorry, what? The phones don't ring for 30 minutes straight, which actually never happens. No. But I have minutes. to pee, I go to the bathroom, and they're going off the hook. And then our receptionist are trying to like, why did you leave me? Yeah. And it's always when you're trying to go to the bathroom. Yeah. When you're like, I just need like two minutes. It's like, do I want to let all the phones ring off the hook or get a UTI? That's yeah. what I want to do here. Yeah. That, that's always oh, when like, the phone first time I never got a UTI was when I started working in this field. Yeah. Because <laughs> you forget to go pee. You don't have time. You don't have time. Don't you're like, have it's time. fine. I'll hold it's it. Like, is that white cleanup you or the dog? I don't even yeah. know anymore. <laughs> Pee on the floor and say it with George. Bailey got pissed all over <laughs> Bailey. George peed all over her. And he's not a small puppy. He's naughty. He's so cute, but he's like, he's, he's not, not naughty in an aggressive sense. He's a puppy naughty. Like, he's so he drenched. Oh, poor thing. Like, it was dripping. Like, there was a trail of drips. And then he was wagging his tail. <laughs> splashing everybody. <laughs> free, spl free splash party. Oh. It was... She was and she's been working in that field for like three weeks. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, she's such a sweetie. Well, that's like her. What is it when they when you join a frat? Yeah. It's yeah. her hazing. George yeah. hazed her. He hazed her. <laughs> he liked her. She made him very excited. Yeah. Oh no. Won't be the first. Oh no. And we have a cupboard full of clean scrubs for such situations. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much yeah. for coming in and enlightening us to what it's like being a tech. No, thanks for yeah, letting us. Yes, yeah, so we go off fun. track. Sorry, we're all scattery. We don't normally get to talk about our, you know, selves very much. So I think we got excited. It's just like, brrr. It yeah. Well, I do well, love to. I'm just waiting to listen to our. Yeah, both. We're both like just waiting for it. Like, is it time to go potty break? On that note, we shall end. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Ciao.